It's playoff time. Welcome back into the opinionated sound room of ISM. I'm Dave, and I'm with my much smarter brother, Josh, and this is your reverent sports meandering, a podcast where two brothers from two states away try to bond by arguing sports. If you want to join in the irreverence, you can email us at ismdaveandjosh at gmail.com. We got a great show for you tonight. We are going to talk about each of the playoff games, look at each of the coach openings, and play another round of Aaron Rodgers or a different douchebag south of I-80. But first, we have an actual hub controversy to discuss. Today is January 13th, 2022. Let's get irreverent. Before we uh, begin this this episode, we want to just apologize for the sound issue we had last week on our super long episode. (laughs) I encourage you to listen to that uh, episode. It was a great episode, but make sure there's no babies crying around you. Otherwise, you will not hear us. So. Yes, listen, in, listen to it in a very quiet room. Exactly. Pro- properly with the lights off. Yeah, it was a lot of fun uh, being kind of... Pants, right. pants are optional. Well, okay. keep that between yourself, all right? And don't email us any pictures. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, Josh, um, we actually have a real hub arkish controversy. Not yeah. just our hub controversy that we have at the end of every episode. Yeah, there's no joke. Yeah, if uh, if you if, if those of you who are listening didn't know, Hub Arkish on uh, the Spiegel and Parkin show in Chicago um, this last week um, said that he, and I'm paraphrasing here, said that he would not vote for Aaron Rodgers because he's such a jerk. That seemed to light a fire under every media outlet there was and he got dragged through the mud josh what what's how do you feel about this and what do you think should be should this hurt hubs legacy what what do you think well let's just to kind of paraphrase and summarize you know he basically comes out and he says that aaron Rodgers is the biggest when talking about the mvp of you know the year war which he's not supposed to talk about because he's an mvp voter right um Basically says that Aaron Rodgers is the biggest jerk in the league for, you know, lying about his vaccination status and a couple other choice things for that he did on the offseason and a lot of things that he's done throughout his career. Hop has been a very, has been a very stark critic for uh, Aaron Rodgers over the years. And uh, it, this kind of came to a head a little bit. And, uh, uh, he's pretty much just getting blasted for saying, you know, I'm not going to vote for him because he's a, he lied about a big societal issue. And that's, that's, that's what douchebags do. They lie about big societal issues. I'm not saying that, that, you know, you don't have to be perfect. I'm just saying that he lied about it. He didn't really come out and apologize about it, um, for it. So. I kind of stand by what Hub said. He's he's a douche for what he did. Uh, you can you know he was wrong to talk about his MVP vote because he said he basically wasn't going to vote for him. So that he apologized for, and I think that you know he definitely should be held accountable for that, just like anyone else should. But because and, and I've heard I heard on the Pat McAfee show them talk about how it's stupid that guys like hub get to decide how history is written well yeah because they're they need to be like 
honest about how people made them feel. Like this is history. Like we should remember Aaron Rodgers for the fact that he lied about a humongous societal issue during a pandemic in America. Like this is, I mean, do, this do is you something not that think, should be remembered. And do you not should, think that? Do you not think he should be remembered for his play on the field? I'm not saying he shouldn't be. He, he already has three MVPs, Dave. <laughs> like, I mean, there's only so many people who have more than one or even one. Mm. And there, his his legacy as a great football player isn't in question here. Not even close. Um, and even if it was, I'd be okay with it still. Because I just, I think what he, what Aaron Rodgers did is not somebody who you want to be the MVP of the NFL. You know? How do you feel about it? Well, I, I agree with where Hub's coming from. I do agree that, like, I mean, they make a rule, don't talk about it. He made a mistake, right? Hub is one of the most um, revered, I would say, revered and respected journalists in Chicago. Um, and I don't think this would tarnish his legacy. He He came out right away and said, man, I was wrong. I should not have said anything. All right, I got caught up in a conversation and I and I got caught. <laughs> like, you know, like um most journalists try to do, they try to catch their interview, you know, and that's he got caught up in that. Um I I do agree and and I think it is important that uh other things besides play on the field goes into being an MVP. You know what I mean? When when you're pulling um uh you're, you're causing drama with your team uh, because of refu- of talking about, oh, I don't want to play here anymore. I, I'm, I'm going to sit out the season and, and stuff like that. Luckily, and I'm going to say this right now, Matt LaFleur, great job coaching that that stuff didn't wreck their season. All right. Now, Aaron Rodgers is part of the reason it didn't wreck the season, too, because he's he's a top five quarterback all time. He really is like with his play on the field. But this season, I can't say that he's he, he's the MVP, um, and I don't. And I think Hub just spoke something that a lot of people were thinking, um, and shouldn't have said it. And I don't think he should be stripped of his MVP um, voting, um, especially with how he apologized. You know, um, so I mean that's kind of where I stand on it. I listened to it again today, and and I mean it's it's a scathing review of Aaron Rodgers. Let's, let's be honest here. It's definitely scathing. He calls him a jerk and, you know, several other things and, but all of it's true. So no, I I think what he did is obviously he made a mistake. Um, but everything he said was truth. Yeah. And I, I don't think that the MVP award necessarily has to be solely on the field stuff. Cause if somebody was like, had the best career ever, or had the best year ever, then got arrested at the end of the season before the MVP award and before the voting happened, got arrested for something awful. Like they wouldn't give him the MVP. Like it's right. other things are taken into account. And if you think that they're not, you're either kidding yourselves or you're literally just trying to put him on blast to delegitimize his point. Well, you had um, what well, you, you had discussed with me before, like why is the media outlet so hard on him? Why don't you t- tell our audience yeah, what, I, what your I really, idea was? Okay, so there are 50 AP uh, members that vote for the, the NFL MVP, and right. they're all part of the media, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. Every single person who has him on blast wants him out so that they might have a shot to get his MVP vote, to be honest. That's mm-hmm. what they all want. 
to be and now there are there are other people that were ex players that aren't even you know in consideration to be in like you know the MVP voters that are put him on blast for sure but they're also his personal friends that at least the ones I've seen so right. I I just I I think this is like just you know people uh, you know smelling the blood in the water yeah and, and I think uh, that, I think that's a really good point actually like when you said that. It kind of opened my eyes and like, I've always, I always kind of respected Mike Florio or whatever. But after this man, the way he, he like, um, went off on, on hub and all that. I was like, are you freaking serious, man? The guy makes one mistake and you can't let it go. But Aaron Rodgers, who's literally a douchebag every day, whatever. Oh, let, let, let's protect him on everything. Everything, Mm -hmm. you know, like it it just makes me angry. Yeah, it's. It's infuriating. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, well, that is the hub Argish controversy for this episode. <laughs> who would have thought? The... Who would have thought that that would have been the leading subject? <laughs> I know, we, right? When we made up that segment, <laughs> like, <laughs> what's funny <laughs> is that we still agree with everything he said. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. He's a reasonable dude, and when you when you have a reasonable dude like Hub Arkish yeah. that comes out and is so scathing, like the way he is. It's not that he's the idiot. It's that wow, maybe we should we should sit up and listen because <laughs> he is right. a reasonable guy. If you go and you li- you listen to his shows and you you read his columns, right? He has a reason. He has a reasonable way of looking at pretty much everything. Yeah, whenever Chicago fans are like it's doom and gloom, he's always a little bit more positive than they are. And when they're like, oh, this is amazing, we're going to the Super Bowl and Hall of Famers, he's like, hey, let's come back down to earth a little bit. You know, yeah. he, he's always middle of the road. So when he actually is scathing towards something, you yeah, don't that, messed up. Yeah, you should stand up and listen. You should. Like, and and I realize that he's not some, you know, he's not Mitch Album or some well-known, super well-known media guy like, uh, you know, Colin Cowherd, that douche, uh, is. But, you know, he is a great writer. And uh, even though he does he does write for Chicago. I, has very, I think this has very little to do with him just being a Chicagoan, which a couple of people have pointed out. Oh, and totally. I, I, I don't think this has to do with him just being like a, a homer. No, wait, uh, not at all. So. He's never been a Packer hater, ever. Yeah. Like, I'm a Packer hater. I'll say it right now proudly, all right? <laughs> but but he is not, you know? We should, um, we should do our list, uh, our next list on our five least favorite media personalities oh that'd be fun and just yeah but i'll say I'm, I'm feeling like i really want to lay into somebody now like. <laughs> <laughs> oh josh is fired up oh man i'll tell you what well that leads us to um our well we try to make it a weekly game and and aaron Rodgers makes it easy enough for us to do that um our weekly game of aaron Rodgers or some douchebag south of i-80 um, I'm going to give you, Josh, a scenario, all right? And you need to tell me, is that Aaron Rodgers or is it a different douchebag south of I-80? All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Well, this week, um, Hub Arkish obviously uh, made um, some comments about uh, about a quarterback in the NFL who may or may not play for the Packers. <laughs> and that, that, uh, that per- one of the people or the person that he was talking about um, instead of taking the high road, um, it decided to say, oh, who's Hub Arkish? Does, any even, does anyone even know who that is? Josh, is that Aaron Rodgers or a different douchebag south of I-80? 
No, it's definitely the douchebagger and Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the douchebagger and Rogers. I'm not even joking around Indy. anymore. Like, <laughs> he probably is also south of I Indy, right? Now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I hate that he said that because the thing is, is he knows who Hubarkish is. Like Hubarkish has worked with Westwood One and and all that. Um, and he's interviewed him. Like, like that's ridiculous. Don't be don't be a douchebag, dude. Just rise above it. You know, say you know what, no comment. Or that would have be been like, a better. You no, know, I respect his opinion. I'm I'm glad he has his opinion. You know. Right, right. That would have been better. Like, but. Yeah. But no, he's a bum. That's that's he's a bum. <laughs> I'm so sorry that we're not all super successful like you and Rodgers. I guess I'm not worth anything. I'm just a bum. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> all right. So uh, on the heels of that, why don't we just roll right into? <laughs> Our, uh, if you know this, you're a nerd question of the week, sir. Oh, I'm, I'm excited, man. So since this week has been a lot of MVP talk, why don't we just, why don't we just cap it off with a nice MVP question here? All right. So, so as everyone knows, because Peyton Manning won't let the world forget, he has five MVPs. All right. Yeah. Did in 2004, 2004, or 2003, 2004, 2008, 2009, 2013. There are, there are five guys that have three MVP wins. One is an unnamed douche quarterback from Green Bay. Another one is Brett Favre. Another one is Tom Brady. And another one is Johnny Unitas. Name the fifth and final guy who has three NFL MVPs. Wow, that's a good question. Um, um, how about uh, Joe Montana? No, no, he only has two. Oh, okay, all right. Is it is it a quarterback? It is not. Oh, okay. Wow, really, a non-quarterback. Um. Walter Payton. Nope. You want another shot or should I just tell you? Can you give me another clue? NFC or AFC? AFC. Oh, AFC. Ladanian Tomlinson? No. No. It's. I'm not even close. It's Jim Brown. Oh, I didn't even think about Jim Brown. So is there nobody who has four MVPs? No, Aaron Rodgers would be the first if he got it this year. Oh, jeez. Ugh. Ugh. All right, sorry. I just put a bad taste in my mouth. That was a good question, man. So only one running back, or only one other player that's not a quarterback, has three MVP awards. That is true. You think we'll ever see anyone that's not a quarterback have three MVP awards ever again? I don't think running backs have the have the, the longevity anymore. You know, they're just, the way that they're utilized now is you know, they break down so quickly because they're not, you know, those really big rough and tumble guys. Maybe Derrick Henry has a shot at it, but he hasn't even gotten one. So, um, but I think he has a lot of years left. Maybe. What about wide receivers? I don't know. Wide receivers. It's so hard. When is even the last wide receiver MVP? Yeah. Anyway, but that was a good question, man. That was a good question. Um, well, as you know, this was the week of black Monday, um, which is an exciting day. Um, for everyone except the people being fired. <laughs> so, 
Um, we had seven, seven teams fired their coaches and or GMs. Uh, the seventh one happened today, all right, out in Houston. But Chicago fired Matt Nagy and their GM, Ryan Pace. The Vikings um, fired um, Mike Zimmer and their GM, Rick Spielman. Um, and the Giants fired Joe Judge, I think it was yesterday. No, no, no. It was Tuesday. They fired him. But the GM, Gettleman, actually retired. Then the Dolphins, the Jaguars, the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Texans all have openings for coaches as well. Um, Josh, which one of those places is the best place? If you were a coach and you could choose any of those places, where would you want to sign? Uh, either, either Miami, Denver, or Chicago, and probably Denver, I'd say. Probably, yeah, Denver. They kind of have it all together on offense. Uh, defense is, is is a lot of good pieces. Chicago has a good veteran defense, you know, so you're mm-hmm. walking into right. a pretty stable situation, I'd say. Uh, Miami, they have like a lot of a lot of talent. Their defense is pretty good. Uh, I would definitely say Denver, though. I think Denver's the one. What do you think? Okay. Um, I don't think it'd be the Dolphins. Like, there's a reason Brian Flores isn't there. Like, I don't know if you heard the kind of the rumors, but like. Brian, they kept rumors kept flying up that they were going to trade for uh, um, uh, who's the quarterback from Houston that isn't doesn't have anything going on with him right now. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, right? Um, they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson, and Brian Flores kept coming out and saying, "No, we are not going to trade for him." But the team kept making noise about it, and finally, it was like they just weren't getting along. Obviously, there's some issues between the coach and the management there. Plus, I don't know how much talent's really on that offense. I think Brian Flores got the most out of that offense you can get. I think they're like one of the best receiving crews, you know, in the NFL. Um, I like Jalen Waddle and well, Jalen Waddle is great. Deontay Parker is a number one. He's just playing in the number two slot. No, he is not a number one. Yes, he is. No way. If he's a number one, then Allen Robinson's a number one. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Where has he ever proven he is the number one? <laughs> okay, you might be more right than wrong, but I'm not willing to admit it right now, <laughs> so we should move on. Oh, my gosh. Um, some of the candidates, uh, are there any candidates that really stick out to you that you'd be excited for your team to, like, all right, so as a Bears fan, okay, who is the one guy that you want and the one guy that you will flip a lid if they hire? So... Because of the kid in me, I want Jim Harbaugh, even though he's not necessarily even on the table. <laughs> there's, there's no way he's leaving Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any way he's leaving Michigan. But the kid in me wants Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, the smart Bears fan in me really wants Byron Leftwich. Really? Um, yeah. And uh, I would be really, I'd be really pissed if we if we uh, if we hired Brian Flores. Really? And I have a I, feeling I have a feeling he's gonna be the one though. Oh, I hope he's the one. I I actually hope he's the one. Wow. Really? Brian Flores, that's the one you're gonna flip your lid over. Because, yeah. Go ahead. I just don't think he's ready yet. Or maybe he'll never be ready, but he just you know, he's, he, his team went on a eight seven game losing streak, and yeah, he put together a seven game win streak, but there was a seven game lose streak there too, you know. But they have two winning seasons. In Miami, back to back, when they haven't had one there in a long time, back to back. True, but you know, 
I think that was one of the dumbest things the Dolphins did was firing him. I don't think he should have been fired either. I don't, that doesn't mean I want him as my head coach, but I think him getting fired is a little bit ridiculous. I think David Coley getting fired from Houston is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, it's a, it's a freaking joke. It's a he total got joke. so much out of that team with no talent on that team. Like there's, there's, there might be negative talent on the Houston Texans and, and he got four wins out of them. I have no idea how. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily think he's, you know, a great coach or anything. No, it's just, they gave him one year and right. nothing to work with. Right. So exactly. him getting fired is just a joke. Houston's a joke. Um, Houston is a joke. I totally agree. Jack Easterby um, is a freaking terrible president, vice president. Um, uh, I would say the candidate that I hope Chicago hires. Um, I, I, I like, I like retreads. Um, I like Todd Bowles. Um, I would, I would love it if it was Brian Flores. Um, there's some rumblings. That's all they are, but rumblings about Sean Payton, maybe that might be really interesting. Mm. Um, and then of course, Doug Peterson, but I mean, he's from the same place as Matt Nagy. Um, well, I, changed my, I forgot about him. I changed my answer. If we hire Doug Peterson, I'll I'll throw my desk across the room. <laughs> so I think Byron Leftwich, like if we hire Byron Leftwich, if Chicago hires Byron Leftwich, then I got to say, like, we're making the same mistake we made with Matt Nagy. You know, Matt Nagy, we, we didn't, you know, we, he came to Chicago and and guess who didn't come with him? Andy Reid. You know what I mean? And and I feel like that's the same thing for Byron Leftwich is when Byron Leftwich goes to wherever he's going, he's not bringing Bruce Arians with him. You know, well, point. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. He might be the greatest coach ever. So, I mean, that's just my initial thought. And they're just all opinions. You know, I think he's a great guy. Um, I so would love. Here, here's why I like Byron right. Leftwich. OK, because okay. he's going to unleash Justin Fields to to whatever potential he's going to be. He's mm, going to unleash really him. He's just, he doesn't even, even if he just sinks like the Titanic, Byron left, which is going to let him be that guy. And I think with two second round draft picks this year, we could get two, we could at least get one solid outside big wide receiver, keep Darnell Moody. Maybe, you know, maybe Devontae Adams doesn't get franchise tag. Maybe we can pick him up or something, get, get him a weapon on the outside and then just throw 40 picks or 40 touchdowns. And I wouldn't be mad. You won't be I mad at be, that? I won't be mad at that. Because at least it was, we could watch a, a like a, a Bears QB just get crazy, you know? Because they've always been so bad that they just, like, they manage them, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, that's I, true. I think Byron Leftwich would really let him, let him, his freak flag fly, you know what I mean? Well, this could be a historic, um, a historic, um, hirings. This might be the time of historic hirings. Um, did you hear about um, who the Vikings are have asked to interview for a GM? Who? Um, her name is Catherine Rake. She are, is the oh. president of football operations for the Eagles. Wow. Cool. Yeah. How incredible is that? I mean, I was like, really? That's. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I love and there, and look at how many minority coaches are out there as candidates: Leslie Frazier, Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, Eric Bieniemy, Brian Flores. You know, like I I feel like maybe the NFL is is kind of evolving maybe a little bit. 
which which I'm excited about. I think that's really good for the team. And I would, again, I would love it if it's Leslie Frazier, Todd Bowles, or Brian Flores. If we hire Nathaniel Hackett, ugh, I will be so pissed off. Oh, good Lord. I'm just happy it's not going to be Matt Nagy. I mean, I was just thinking about that. Like, just anyone other than you, Matt Nagy. How did you feel about the Matt Nagy hiring when, when we actually made it four years ago? Oh, I liked it. I thought it was a good hiring. Yeah. See, I did not like it. Yeah, but I you did. liked Mark Mitch Trubisky, and I did not like that. No, that's that's well, I didn't. No, that's the thing. So, the way I go is that like, and I actually wasn't a big pick fan of the pick of Mitch Trubisky either. But once he's on your team, I don't root for him to fail. I try to be as positive as possible because I don't. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure last episode you said you loved it when they when they drafted Mitch Trubisky. No, I did not say that. We're gonna have to listen to that. I'm episode. gonna I'm gonna splice in a soundbite <laughs> right after this, Dave. That's gonna be you saying, "I'm so so happy that they drafted Mitch Trubisky." Okay, if you find that, I I'll give you like I'll I'll give you I'll give you mad respect because I I don't think I did say that, but we'll see we'll see. Fairly certain you did. Okay, whatever. Um, so that's kind of our breakdown of the coaching carousel. There's a lot of teams out there. Nobody's been hired. Um, what team do you think is going to hire their coach first, Josh? I, I, I have no idea. I think it's I, the Jaguars. I'm going to say, I'm going to call it right now. It's going to be the Jaguars. I think the, the bears are probably going to hire the bears are the bills offensive coordinator. I have a feeling. No. It seems like that seems to be. No. Why do you think that? I just, the way that like. Brian DeBull. Yeah. The way that they kind of came out where he was like, I think he was the first guy that they requested access to that, um, you know, was still in the playoffs. Oh, um, did they, did they really? I didn't know that yeah. they actually asked to interview DeBull. Yeah, they did. So I have a feeling that um, he's, he's going to be the guy. So I think the Bears might be the last ones. Maybe, so, maybe, um, but I think they got to hire a GM first, and the GM has to get on board with that too. Yeah, I think Denver is going to have a problem because they—I mean—they have some decent draft picks, but like they really don't have a quarterback. Like, really, really don't have a quarterback. Like, Drew Locke is their best option, and he's like a third stringer. Right. Um, so. I don't know who's going to want to go. I mean, obviously, dude, it's a head coaching job in the NFL. Anyone's going to take it. But my point is, I think they're going to be in trouble when it's, you know, competing with the uh, the Miami the and Chicago jobs. Yeah, because that, that Denver does have a lot of great pieces, but that then that quarterback position is just in such a bad array that may, they may have some a little bit of trouble nailing down a guy. You could you could say the same for the Texans too. Yeah, and the I, Giants. I, and that's crazy is that, like, I think Denver is the best place to go because they do have draft picks. You can just draft someone. You could maybe get your hands on Russell Wilson this year or something. Whatever, you know, but, yeah. Okay. Well, well, I, th- I, I think we should move on. Um, I'd like us to break down the, play- the playoff games, dude. Um, there are six games. This is the first super wild card weekend. This is the second super wild card weekend. Oh, frick, you're right. Although it is different. It No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Last year, we, it was the same setup. No, no, it wasn't. Because remember, they had two bye weeks still last year. I don't think so. Oh, 
Are you sure? I, I'm almost 100%. I'm almost always right when we're arguing. So. Oh, that is so not true. You. <laughs> I guess it makes sense because how else are they going to have a seventh team in there if there's okay. two bye weeks? Okay, make- so wild card, yeah, there were six games. But they didn't play one on Monday, though, Dave. So there, ah, you, you got that. There you go. See? There we go. So the first wild, super wild card <laughs> the, the second super wild card um, So let's let's start off. Um, I thought we'd choose each of our winners, man, and kind of relook at it next week during our podcast for each game. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Awesome. I'd, I'd love to hear what you think. All right, so the first game is the Raiders at the Bengals. Um, this is going to be the first game of the weekend. It's going to be around, I think it's around 3.30. On Saturday, 3.30 or 4.30, um, what do you think of that game? I think uh, Las Vegas is going to get murdered. I think Cincinnati is peaking right now. Um, and I think they're going to win like 50 to like 5. Okay. I'm It'll choosing be the very Raiders. It'll dif- be very difficult for the Raiders to get 5 points, but it's good. it might happen. Okay. So it's um, going to be negative degrees outside. All right. And the wind's going to be blowing. Um, so I'm, I'm, and it's going to be snowy. I actually think the Raiders can win this. All they, they need to run the ball um, and do those out patterns to run throw. And I think the Raiders are actually going to win this game. You do know that snow is good for the over, right, Dave? Like more points are scored in the what snow. Do I, what do I care about that? I'm, I'm, what I care about is how the game is played. And I don't think Joe Burrow is going to be able to pass the ball as well. But Cincinnati and, still has Joe Mixon. And I'm going to say this too. Cincinnati is up and down every week. Cincinnati still has Joe Mixon though. Cincinnati, I, I'm not a huge Joe Mixon fan. But okay, Cincinnati, so we're split. So we're split. Josh, literally, Cincinnati's been up and down every week. I think they're peaking now. I think they're putting it together. Okay. I think it's. I think they're going to make it deep. And by deep, I mean they're they're going to win this one game. Okay. Um, I don't think so. I have Las Vegas winning the game on an upset. Hmm. That's... Which leads me to the second game. Again, very similar. Patriots at Bills. This is the third time they're playing each other. The first game was like tornado weather, um, and the uh, Patriots won. Then the second game, everything was pretty even, and the Bills beat them pretty handedly. This is the third game, and this week again, below zero temperatures, snow, wind. Again, I, I think I think New England's got this one. I actually have Buffalo. I think Buffalo figured some stuff out. I think they're going to beat Mac and Bill. Okay. Bill and, Bill and Mac. They're, so I've got two down. upsets on Saturday, and you have two favorites. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to the first game on uh, on Saturday on uh, Sunday. Eagles at the Buccaneers. This is the game I'm least excited to watch. Um, I'm not sure how Philly made it into the playoffs. In fact, every <laughs> time I keep hearing that Philly is in the playoffs, it's a little shocking. I know. I actually kind of like, kind of am like, where are the Saints? I thought the Saints made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um, uh, so we but, both have Philly losing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, handily. Harder. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think they have a, a chance. Okay. Um, Second so, game on Sunday. Probably the game I'm most excited for, 49ers at the Cowboys. What do you got, Josh? I think Dak is a loser. I think he's not a winner. 
I think he's gonna he's gonna mess this game up. I think even though the Cowboys D is really good, I think SF is gonna figure out a way to uh, score some points and keep keep the Cowboys down. So I'm picking uh, SF. Okay, all right. I've got the Cowboys um, uh, for one reason alone. Because when I think about the buck, when I think about the 49ers offense, I think the only reason they figured out anything is Debo Samuel. And I think mm-hmm. Micah Parsons is going to shut Debo down. Micah Parsons is a freak, and he's amazing. Yeah, and then what happens when when Kittle goes off and they decide to start, you know, giving Ayuk some screen passes that he takes to the house? Yeah, I, I'm, look, I'm not saying the 49ers can't win it. I'm just saying I, they won't. I think Debo. I think Debo's just the sharpest weapon they have. I think they have a lot of weapons. I do, I just don't think they have, uh, dude. I think Garoppolo isn't that good, and I don't think the offense is that good. Uh, some weeks they look like, better than like, others. I feel like Dak Prescott is Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, I, 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 I think they're like very similar. I think I think Dak's a much better quarterback, but I don't think Dak's amazing either. I'm not a huge Dak fan, but I do think he's got better weapons around him a better offensive line and a better defense. I, I mean, those things are true. That's why I'm calling for the upset. You know, that's why they're the favorite, Dave, you know, I know all those things are true. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going with Dallas. I, I think Michael Parsons is going to deny Debo and that's, what's going to cost them the game. Steelers at the chiefs, man. I'm excited to watch this game only because it's, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's probably last game, but I'll be rooting for him. Like, it, I was listening to um, the radio today and they were talking about 2005 and how everyone thought the Steelers were out of it. Like they had an aging offensive line. They had a young, they had a young quarterback at that time who wasn't really that good or who hadn't, you know, become the Roethlisberger we know now. And then they just went on a roll. So some people are are saying that this could be an interesting game, but I, I just can't see it. I think the chiefs have too many weapons. Yeah, I think they're just outgunned just by a lot. I think they go down. Well, I think uh, the difference between this Steelers team and the 05 Steelers team is the defense. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, although, hey, listen to this. This is an interesting uh, stat. Did you know that Najee Harris is the first running back, rookie running back, to have over 300 carries and over 70 receptions? Did ever? I know that. Yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. Um, oh, I had this awesome stat too. I wanted to say this one, um, Eagles, um, when they're playing the bucks, Brady has more playoff wins than the Eagles do as a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Brady has 34. Uh, the Eagles have 23. That is, that is just funny. All right. And probably the biggest pick of the week Cardinals at the Rams. What do you think? I think their Arizona Cardinals are done. I don't know what's going on out there, but they started out so hot and now they just, they don't even look like they can put together like a good, like drive even. I agree. Like it's crazy. Well, and I so, think part yeah. of it is DeAndre Hopkins is injured. Yeah, that, that's, oh, dude, you lose like your best player. Of course, that's going to be a big problem. Right. But still, exactly. it's 11 on 11 and, you know, it wasn't their quarterback. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Rams are very beatable in this, but I just think they, this will be, uh, their third meeting this year as well. I just don't think they're going to, they're going to, I don't think Arizona's going to be able to hop all over them. So I think, okay. uh, I think the Rams will take it down. All right. So out of all these teams, what do you think the Super Bowl matchup is going to be this year? 
think it's going to be KC Tampa Bay. I think it's going to be a rematch. Who do you have pulling it out? I actually didn't even decide upon that. Okay, don't worry. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you got? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say, I hate to say it. No, I'm going to say it. Chiefs Rams. Okay, cool. I know it's two seed versus two seed. I just don't think the Titans can beat the Chiefs like when it really counts. Um, I don't know if the the Rams can beat the Chiefs when it really counts. We'll we'll find out, I think. Um, but those are our Super Bowl picks. Those are our picks for the first week, the 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 quote unquote first super wild card week, <laughs> except it's the second. Um and uh yeah, I'm excited for this weekend. Are you taking time off to make sure you watch each game? Well, I don't work on Saturdays and Sundays, so that uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean like are you taking down like decorations or are you doing house cleaning or are you watching no. the games? I'm watching the games, obviously. Nice. Why? Are you going to clean instead of watch the games? No. No, I am not. No, I was uh, talking to uh, my wife. Um, I was talking to Laura this uh, week and uh, told her, hey, this weekend, this is a big weekend. And she's like, I know, I know, I know. So, yeah, I'm, I got a new popcorn maker. I'm super excited. <laughs> <laughs> you and your popcorn. <laughs> I know, right? No, but I have one of those air popcorns now, and they're really cool. I love it. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Thank you a lot. That means a lot. Um, all right. Well, today is January 13th, 2022, and that brings us to the best player born today in NFL history. And we had it between two players, but today we're going to talk about the, I don't know, the kind of the scruffy center, if you will, Nick Mangold. Born January 13th, 1984, he played his college ball at Ohio State and was a first-round pick for the Jets. Um, actually, the second um, first-round pick they had that year that they used on a offensive lineman. It's never happened in history. Um, and he ended up being a perennial pro bowler, all-pro. Um, and he, and he, what's funny is that he came in and then started right after Kevin Mawai, who's another great center um, for the Jets. Um, what are your thoughts on, uh, Mr. Mangle, Josh? It's unfortunate he had to play for the Jets for 10 years. I'm sure he says the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be honest, after year three or four, he must've been like, I guess I'm just not waiting a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> I love that. That's he didn't okay. have to resign. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I think the thing that sticks out to me most about, uh, mangled is uh his beard yeah that's he always had such an incredible like beard hair thing going on always yeah. uh kind of look like uh a vagabond if you will yeah he's a man <laughs> exactly <laughs> my beard like has nothing on his <laughs> all right well that was our player born today uh before we get going um we have just a one quick um, uh, other sports talk uh, to talk about the bulls last night. Number one. Wait, in... wait, wait, Dave, 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 yeah. Dave. Nobody really wants to hear about this. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Well, folks, um, until we talk again next week and we break down um, uh, each of the divisional playoff games, uh, stay cynical. Bye.